Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. Sorry about that. Uh, my uh, thing got interrupted by uh, uh, Hold on, let me let me let me let this play out here and then. Uh, okay, that was enough thing. We'll, we'll do it that way. Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, January 24th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 449 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. <coughs> Excuse me, I am once again Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time here in the Radio Network, professional wrestling. And of course, to start things off, we have our Wrestling News and Views here segment here tonight, which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, <clears throat> representing here tonight by the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. J.D., of course, is the 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoot.com. Also, we own here this evening, bringing us on, on the Talk Show chat box, bringing us today in wrestling history, is the is the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, of course, is the, another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team, and he's also the first 2016 WWUS Hall of Famer as well. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Also on the line here with us here tonight, a contributor to WWUS Raw Radio and a 2017 WWUS Hall of Famer. He is the heartbreak kid himself. And of course, as we, as, when we talk about this man, we also we have to think about that great '60s sitcom Happy Days, where of course that one man did, did that that one fam- famous scene that we all know and love to this day. E, it is Fonzie there, ladies and gentlemen. And let's bring let's bring oh yes, let's let's bring in JD, John, and Fonzie, and we'll be a explosive and dynamic episode 449 of Revolution. How you guys doing? It's going to be a good one. 
Yes, indeed. <clears throat> and, of course, our live video feed here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, coming from one, another one of our tribute groups to Global Force Wrestling, GFWS Global Phenom. If you'd like to join us for our live video feed here from GFWS Global Phenom here tonight, uh, for, for episode 449 of Revolution, you can go to Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash GFWS Worldwide. And if you want to join us on the chat box through TalkShoe.com, as always, the phone number is 1724-444-7444. Let's go ahead and get things rock and roll here with our wrestling news and views here tonight. And here to bring him to us here from King Ice is the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared D. Geronimo. J.D., what's going on in the wrestling news scene this evening? A new report has said that Vince McMahon is now targeting a 2020 return for the XFL. PW Insider reports that the plan is to have the league officially return in 2020 in order to time to give time to build the proper infrastructure. This would include the hiring of coaches and players and more. This is a distinct change from the original league, which was launched within a year of its official announcement. The news comes after Vince Tower founded Alpha Entertainment late last year in order to, quote, explore investment opportunities across the sports and entertainment landscapes, including professional football. Meanwhile, however... In other news, Howard, tonight, Howard, Johnny Gargano, a.k.a. Johnny Wrestling, put his basically his spot on the line, however, for a shot at the NXT title takeover this week in Philadelphia against Don Andreas Sin Almas against the Velveteen Dream, and as a result, did win his matchup against the Velveteen Dream. Speaking of the Dream, however, he will be taking on Cassius Ono in an extra bonus match, however, this coming Saturday in Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo Arena. Meanwhile, Howard, Bobby Roode, Howard, was recently interviewed, Howard, and asked who he would like to face at WrestleMania as he spoke with WWE fan fans for a new interview. On who he wants to defend the championship against, however, at WrestleMania, Roode, without skipping a beat, said John Cena. So we could maybe see that happen, maybe, if John Cena and The Undertaker don't happen. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, it was announced earlier today, ladies and gentlemen, and has been confirmed to us, however, as well. That believe it or not, next year's WrestleMania, or not next year's WrestleMania, excuse me, next year's Royal Rumble will be held, however, mind you, however, in Phoenix, Arizona at Chase Field. The announcement came early yesterday, should I say, I'm trying to find it here, folks, so bear with me here, came yesterday, however, and as a result, however, will be, where is it, I just saw it a second ago, darn it, uh... Shoot, I just saw it. Darn it, darn it, darn it, darn it. Uh, fudge, I had it. But I know for a fact they will be having it next January, however, at Chase Field, followed by TakeOver, SmackDown, and Raw at the Talking Stick Resort Arena, however, mind you. However, they all, I did see this, however. So I'm going to try to find it right now, however. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me here. Uh, I'm trying to find it right now. Where is it? Um, I just saw it a second ago, so bear with me, folks. Um, if I can try to find it here, I will. Uh, uh, where is it? Okay, here we go. I think I found it. Yes, here it is. It'll be coming to Chase Field on January 27th, believe it or not. As a result, they will do four nights of the shows, Howard. And right now, of course, uh, who is it? Uh, shoot. 
Here we go. Um, the one guy, however, uh, who is it? Oh, Josh Boris said this, however. We have an incredibly rich history and heritage of presenting WWE events in the Valley of the Sun, however. Uh, with that said, however, he estimates the, this, that site visits, Phoenix start, site visits to Phoenix Star Planning will begin no later than March, and he estimates that the crowd at Chase Field will be in excess of 40,000, while the events at Talking Resort Arena should draw more than 15,000 fans nightly. So it should be a pretty good crowd, however, considering the last time the WWE was in Phoenix, however, mind you, was back in 2013. Thank you very much there, J.D. Of course, J.D., along with King and W.O. Duarte Smith is King Ice, your 2017 WWUS Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring all the news that's fit to print here in the radio network each and every night. And if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, Super Glue and Duct Tape, you cannot beat that big-time combination. Let's see what John has here on the room today in here, Wrestling History, here for January the 24th. 55 years ago today, which would put it at, let me see here, 19, see, 1963, yes, in uh, Toronto, Ontario, Ontario, Canada, up there in GTS's neck of the woods, Lou Fez defeated Buddy Rogers to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. However, Northeastern wrestling promoters refused to recognize that the title change, recognize the title change, since it occurred in a one-fall match. Title matches back then were best of three falls. This, combined with the infighting between Toots Mott and Vince McMahon Sr. and the NWA, also over Buddy Rogers' bookings, led to the split that would create the WWWF, of course today known as WWE. The two would fight again on February the 7th in Toronto, with Fez winning a best-of-three-falls match. In April, Rogers would be recognized as the first WWWF champion, but a month later he would lose the belt in less than a minute to Bruno San Martino. 37 years ago today, years ago today, let me see, that would put it at, uh, let's see, 1981, wrestling legend Orville Brown sadly passed away, in Lee's Summit, Missouri, at the age of 72. 30 years ago today, which would put it at uh, 19, let me see. 88. Uh, 1988, that's right. NWA, in association with Jim Crockett Promotions, presented Bunkhouse Stampede from the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. About 6,000 were in attendance with 200,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. The show's hook was a Bunkhouse Stampede caged battle royal where participants would be eliminated either by being thrown out of the cage or through the door or over the top of the cage and onto the floor once again. Crockett Promotions looked to take it to the WWF, but stumbled. This time around, much of much of it was their own doing. Many of the tickets printed the incorrect start time, leaving many of those in attendance to walk in the building during the second-to-last match of the show. In addition, they made their southern audience angry, by not only putting the event away from their part of the country, but also right in the heart of WWF territory. All in also the WWF and the WWF happened just so happened to put on a competing show, which was the Royal Rumble on the USA Network. And of course, Johnson will be talking about that, but he's going to save that for the last part of the history today. Okay, uh, okay, there, uh, John will be looking forward to that. The WWF couldn't put it on pay-per-view following the Survivor Series Starcade controversy. Larry Zabisco won, won, won the UWF Western State Championship over Barry Wyndham, and Dusty Rhodes 
won four straight wins in the Bunkhouse Championship match. What the? We'll talk about the pay-per-view WWF that took place as it celebrates as it actually celebrates his birthday. 25 years ago today, which was put in at 1993, yes, WWF presented the Royal Rumble in 93 from the Arco Arena in Sacramento, California. About 16,000 people were in attendance with 300,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. The show was noted for the WWF debut of Jorge Gonzalez, known as the Giant Gonzalez, last seen by American, American, America's audiences as WCW's El Gigante. Gonzalez's first official act was to eliminate The Undertaker from the Royal Rumble match. Gonzalez and Undertaker would have a feud all the way from 1993 and where the feud ended at SummerSlam with Undertaker winning the Rest in Peace match over Gonzalez. Gonzalez would leave the company in October of 93 after turning face and after eight and a half, and of course after eight and a half months after his TV debut. It also featured the WWF return, pay-per-view return of Bam Bam Bigelow since March of 88 at WrestleMania 4, where he battled in a WWF title tournament match. Also featured Marty Jannetty's last appearance for a while as he took on Shawn Michaels for the Intercontinental title. And also for the first time ever, the winner of the 30-man Royal Rumble match would get a shot at the belt at WrestleMania 9. And of course, as always, here are the list of participants and eliminations. The first participant was the 92 winner of the match, Ric Flair. He eliminated Papa Shango, but he got eliminated by Mr. Perfect, and that was that was Flair, this was Flair's last Royal Rumble appearance until 2002 when he took on Vince McMahon in a street fight match. Number two was Bob Backlund, and he lasted over an hour. He eliminated, eliminated Rick Martel and made it to the final three until being eliminated by Yokozuna. Number three was Papa Shango. He lasted for a total of 28 seconds until being eliminated by Ric Flair. This would, that would be Charles Wright's first and only Rumble appearance until his return in, in 1996 as Kama. Number four was Ted DiBiase. He lasted 24 minutes eliminating Brian Knobs, Mr. Perfect, and Coco Beware until he was eliminated by The Undertaker. Number five was Brian Knobs. He lasted two minutes before being tossed out by uh, DiBiase. Number six was Virgil. He was tossed out by Berserker. Number seven was Jerry Lawler. He, he eliminated Max Moon and lasted 14 minutes before he was eliminated by Mr. Perfect. Number eight was Max Moon. He lasted a minute and 56 seconds before he was eliminated by Jerry Lawler. Number nine was Tenru. He lasted 13 minutes until being eliminated by The Undertaker. Number 10 was Mr. Perfect. He did make a few eliminations, eliminating Ric Flair, Skinner, and Jerry Lawler. It lasted nine minutes until it was eliminated by DiBiase and Coco Beware. Number 11 was Skinner. He was eliminated by Mr. Perfect. Number 12 was Coco Beware, and he was eliminated by Ted DiBiase before helping DiBiase eliminate Mr. Perfect. Number 13 was Samu. He would be eliminated by The Undertaker. The worst number of the Royal Rumble, which was number 14, the Berserker got the number as he eliminated Virgil, but he was eliminated by, like I said, The Undertaker. Number 15 was The Undertaker. He eliminated Samu, <clears throat> Tenru, Berserker, and Ted DiBiase until being eliminated by the giant Gonzalez, who, illegally was in, who was illegally in the match. Hmm. Number 16 was Terry Taylor. Taylor's first Rumble appearance since 1990 when he was dressed as the Red Rooster. He would be eliminated by Ted DiBiase. 
Number 17 was Damian Demento. He would be eliminated by Carlos Colon. 18 was IRS. He was eliminated by Earthquake. Number 19 was Tatanka. He was eliminated by Yokozuna. Number 20 was Jerry Staggs. He was eliminated by Owen Hart. Number 21 was Typhoon. He was eliminated by his own partner, Earthquake. Number 22 was Fatu. He was eliminated by Bob Backlund. Number 23 was Earthquake. He was shockingly eliminated by Yokozuna. Number 24 was Carlos, Carlos Cologne. Of course, he was eliminated Damian Demuto. He was eliminated by Yokozuna. Number 25 was Tito Santana. He was eliminated by Yokozuna, and that was, a, that was his last Rumble appearance. Number 26 was the man that lasted an hour in the 1991 Royal Rumble, Rick Martel. Of course, Martel was eliminated by Bob Backlund. 27 was Yokozuna. He dominated the entire match and eliminated Bob Backlund, Earthquake, Tatanka, Carlos Cologne, Tito Santana, Owen Hart, and Randy Savage, and won the entire match. Number 28 was Owen Hart. He eliminated Jerry Sags, but was eliminated by Yokozuna. Number 29 was Repo Man. He was eliminated by Randy Savage. Number 30 was Randy Savage. He eliminated Repo Man and was the runner-up of that match. And, of course, was eliminated by Yokozuna. With that win, Yokozuna earned the right to face Bret Hart at WrestleMania 9 for the WWF title after Hart had successfully retained the belt over Razor Ramon. Yoko would be the first to win the title at WrestleMania 9 until he lost the title for three minutes to Hulk Hogan. Y'all remember that, too, as well. Uh, 20 years ago today, 1998, WCW presented Sold Out from the Hera Arena in Dayton, Ohio. 5,486 people were in attendance with 380,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. A scary incident happened in the match between Kevin Nash and the Giant. Nash tried to get the Giant up for his jackknife powerbomb, but it couldn't get him high enough to hit the move properly and would end up dropping him on his head. It was feared the Giant had suffered a broken neck. It turned out to be a minor neck injury, one that would keep him out for about a month's time. Nash, however, suffered a back injury, but would not miss any time. Also, the first time since 1993 that Bret Hart and Ric Flair were in the ring together, Bret Hart defeated Ric Flair, and this was assumingly Bret's first pay-per-view match since the Montreal Screwjob. Nineteen years ago today, which we put it at, I do believe, 1999, WWF presented the Royal Rumble, No Chance in Hell, from the Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim, California. 14,816 were in attendance, with 650,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, Nearly doubled the 1998 edition, which was 351,000 homes. Returning to the WF full-time was Nelson Frazier, Jr., reprising his role as Mabel, save for a one-off appearance in, excuse me, in the summer of 1998. As he took on Ken Shamrock, he was last seen in the WWF as the third man eliminated in the 96 Royal Rumble match in his King Mabel gimmick after he was beaten eight sec- in eight seconds by Diesel. That was a fall from the man that won the 95 King of the Ring tournament. Mm-hmm. Mabel would take on Mankind on the pre-show as Mankind's special opponent to soften Mankind up for the I Quit match against The Rock. Mankind would beat Mabel by DQ with interference from The Rock. And speaking of The Rock and Mankind, their match was an I Quit match with the WWF title, and it was one of the most gruesome matches and possibly a being that Mick Foley had ever taken. After a few chair shots and the Rock handcuffing Mick Foley, Foley would say, I quit, and thus handing the Rock the WWF title. But the next night, Foley announced that the words he said were pre-recorded when he was interviewed by Michael Cole. Mr. McMahon, yes, the boss, won the 1999 Royal Rumble match by last of the name Steve Austin. 
And here's the official entrances and eliminations. <clears throat> the number one entrant was Stone Cold Steve Austin. He lasted 56 minutes and 38 seconds and, and eliminated Golga, Ken Shamrock, Billy Gunn, Tess, Big Boss Man, Triple H, Owen Hart, and China until being eliminated by Vince McMahon, who entered at number two and also lasted 56, min 56 minutes and 38 seconds. Number uh, number three was Golga. Golga would be, of course, known as Earthquake. This was technically John Tenta's first Rumble appearance since '93. Unfortunately, he would last only 15 seconds after being eliminated by Stone Cold. After the elimination, Stone Cold chased Vincent Man backstage, and where McMahon lured Austin into a trap, and McMahon, McMahon sicked the big boss man, Tess and Shamrock, to attack Austin in the women's bathroom. Austin would be loaded up to the hospital to return to the arena later on. Number four was Ross. He lasted 12 minutes until he, eliminated by, until he was eliminated by Mabel. Number five was Edge. He eliminated Gilbert until, of course, he was eliminated until Edge was eliminated by the Road Dog. Number six was Gilbert. He would be eliminated in seven seconds by Edge. Number seven was Steve Blackman. was eliminated by Mabel. Number eight was Dan Severin, also eliminated by Mabel. Number nine was Tiger Ali, Ali Singh, also eliminated by Mabel. Number 10 was the Blue Meanie. He was eliminated by Mabel. Number 11 was originally supposed to be Mosh, but Mabel took him out backstage, so Mabel took his spot. He eliminated Draws, Steve Blackman, Dan Severin, Tiger Ali Singh, the Blue Meanie, and uh, Jared DiGiromo. <laughs> I don't know if J.D. you heard that or not. Uh, <laughs> Let's see what else. Uh, and let's see what else. See. And John's typing it up here really, really quickly here, folks, as fast as, as, fast as he can. So, Number 12 entrant was the Road Dog. He eliminated Edge, Gangrel, and Al Snow. But before Road, but before, of course, was before Road Dog and Mabel were still in the ring. Lights went out as the Undertaker's music played in the arena, and the acolytes and Minion all beat up on the Road Dog. And also, Mabel Mabel would be eliminated as the Undertaker came out to speak to Mabel. The acolytes and Minion would also attack Mabel after the Undertaker spoke to him. Number thirteen was Gangrel. He lasted twenty six seconds but he was eliminated by the Road Dog. Number 14 was Kurgan. He was eliminated by Kane. Number 15 was Al Snow. Like I say, he was eliminated by the Road Dog. Number 16 was Goldust. He was eliminated by Kane. That would be Goldust's last Rumble appearance until 2002. Number 17 was The Godfather. He was also eliminated by Kane. Number 18 was Kane. He eliminated the Road Dog, Kurgan, Al Snow, and Goldust until the Orderlies came out 
and Cain eliminated himself to attack the orderlies. Number 19 was Ken Shamrock. He was eliminated by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Number 20 was Billy Gunn. He was also was eliminated by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Number 21 was Test. He was eliminated by Stone Cold. We're not done yet, folks. We're still got a little bit going on. Number 22 was Big Boss Man. He eliminated X-Pac and D. Lil Brown and lasted in the final three. But he was eliminated by Stone Cold Steve Austin. This was Boss Man's first Rumble match since 1992 and also his appearance since 1993. Number 23 was Triple H. He eliminated Val Venus and Jeff Jarrett until being eliminated by Stone Cold. Number 24 was Val Venus. He was eliminated by Triple H. Number 25 was X-Pac, his first Rumble appearance when he was the 1-2-3 kid, of course, in 1996. But he was eliminated by the Big Boss Man. Number 26 was Mark Henrich. He would be eliminated by China. Number 27 was Jeff Jarrett. Of course, like I said, he'd be eliminated by Triple H. Number 28 was D-Will Brown. He would be eliminated by the Big Boss Man. Number 29 was Owen Hart. He would be eliminated by Stone Cold. That was Owen's last ever Royal Rumble match. Number 30 was China. She was eliminated by Stone Cold, but not before eliminating her ex-boyfriend, Mark Henry. She lasted 35 seconds. <laughs> After the Rumble, Vincent Mann waved off his WrestleMania title shot, and Shawn Michaels would award it to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Eighteen years ago today, we put it at 2000 on Nitro from Los Angeles. Sid Vicious defeated Kevin Nash to win the vacated WCW World Heavyweight title. The title would be vacated when champion Chris Benoit left for the WWF.
14 years ago today, put it at 2004. Former WWF President Jack Tunney sadly passed away of a heart attack at the age of 68 in Watertown, um, Canada. He would be the WWF President from 1984 to 1995. Sound down. Three years ago, the neighbor put it at 2015 at Shine 16. The Lucy defeated Rain to win the Shine Championship. We need the sound turned down. Two years ago today, I put it at 2016, WWE presented the Royal Rumble from the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. With 15,170 were in attendance, with 91,000 homes watching via traditional pay-per-view and also including the WWE Network. <laughs> Royal Rumble match still went on, but with a twist, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship that was held by Roman Reigns was defended, and here are the eliminations and entrances as usual. <laughs> that was good. Since 
Number seven was Kane. He eliminated our truth but he was eliminated by Braun. But he was eliminated by Braun Strowman. Number eight was Gold Dust. He was eliminated by Titus O'Neil. Don was right back. He was eliminated by The Big Show. Number ten was Kofi Kingston. He was eliminated by Chris Jericho. Eleven was Titus O'Neil. He eliminated Gold Dust, but he was eliminated by The Big Show. What was our truth? After Truth's entrance, he brought out a ladder and thought this was a ladder match. That Kane would eliminate Truth. And yes, Truth, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Luke Harper, he eliminated Stardust, Neville, Mark Henry, and Brock Lesnar illegally before being eliminated before being eliminated by Brock Lesnar. Number 14 was Stardust. He was eliminated by Luke Harper. Number 15 was The Big Show. He eliminated Titus O'Neil and Goldust before being eliminated by Braun Strowman. Neville, he would be eliminated by Luke Harper. Lesnar in a record-setting 15 seconds. 
25 was the Miz. He was eliminated by Roman Reigns. And for the most people, Alberto Del Taco was eliminated by Roman Reigns. Yes. Number 27 was Bray Wyatt. He would be eliminated by Triple H and Sheamus. Number 28 was Dolph Ziggler. He was eliminated by Triple H. Nine was Sheamus. He was also eliminated by Roman Reigns. And number three was Triple H. He eliminated Dolph Ziggler, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, and Dean Ambrose, and he won the WWE World Heavyweight title. Afterwards, Vince and Stephanie came out there, held his hands up, and smiled from ear to ear. Kissing third time a number 30, 30 entrant won the Royal Rumble. The last time anyone did that was John Cena in 2008. Yeah, basically, once again, he's kissing his wife's backside, just like his daddy. Well, he, he kisses her backside every night when they're in bed. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh. And Triple H also became the sixth man to win multiple Royal Rumble matches, joining Hulk Hogan, John Michaels, Stone Cold, Batista, and John Cena. He was also, he was also the third two-time Royal Rumble winner in four years, joining Cena in 2013 and Batista in 2014. Now, see our live video feed here, folks, in GFWUS. I do see the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach. Uh, is not joining us. She is a 2016 Hall of Famer and a multiple title holder in our trivia championship series. And welcome to number 449 of Revolution. And John says run runners actually lasted 59 minutes and 50 seconds. So 10 seconds away from one hour. Yeah. Wow. Impressive. Believe that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I thought it would be this though. They just sent Tristan Jari back to Wilkesbury. Oh really? Yeah, our, our backup goalie, our second string goalie, they sent him back today to uh, the minor really? leagues. They sent Jari back to Wilkesbury. They're keeping Casey to Smith up as number two behind Murray now. Yeah. Uh, I, just read, I just read that just now. Oh. Oh, and we have a couple. We have a couple of mentions here for our birthdays today. Today is, is a somber one here, guys. And JD Prestos, you might take, you might, might, might know this. Today would have been the 53rd birthday of Mike Awesome. Yep, the awesome one. And today is a very is a big pay per view birthday to say the least. It is the 30th birthday of the Royal Rumble. Yes, it is. And then oh, I also, man. and I think John didn't mention this, and I. Mentioned this actually a little bit on debate, though. I think it's also, and John will have to confirm it to me if it's not, but I think it is. It is also a happy 57th birthday to former WWE and WCW uh, writer Vince Russo. I think you'll have to check with John on that, though, to be sure. Okay. I'm sure John will mention that here in just a second. But John said 30 years ago today, WWE presented the first ever Royal Rumble from the Cops Coliseum in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And of course, one of the show's hooks was hanging J.D. by a hook. 
Number three was Butch Reed. He was the inaugural man eliminated by Jake the Snake Roberts. Before was Jim Neidhart. He lasted 19 Wait, minutes. Wait, what was his name again? What? I didn't, J.D., I'm sorry. J.D., you were saying? I'll, get, I'll check with what J.D. said in just a second. I'm going to this is my name. Number four was Jim Neidhart. He lasted 19 minutes before being eliminated by Hillbilly Jim. Number five was Jake Roberts. He was eliminated by Butch Reed, but he would be eliminated by the one-man game. Number six was Harley Race. He would be eliminated by Don, Don Morocco. Number seven was Jim Brunzel. He would be eliminated by Nikolai Volkoff in 12 minutes. Number eight was our good buddy, Sam Houston. He would be eliminated by Ron Bass. Number nine was Danny Davis. He was eliminated by Jim Duggan. Oh! <laughs> Number ten was Boris Zukov. He would be eliminated by Jake Roberts and Jim Brunzel. Number 11 was Don Morocco. He eliminated Bret Hart and made it to the final four before being eliminated by One Man Gang and Dino Bravo. Number 12 was Nikolai Volkov. He was eliminated by Jim Duggan. Number 13 was Jim Duggan. He won the whole match by eliminating Danny Davis, Nikolai Volkov, and the one-man gang. Number 14 was Ron Bass. He would be eliminated by Don Morocco. Number 15 was B. Brian Blair. He was eliminated by the one-man gang. Number 16 was Hillbilly Jim. He was eliminated also by the one-man gang. Uh, Jared Drama was also eliminated by the one-man gang. Uh, <laughs> J.D.'s got to be laughing every time I say these things. Number 17 was Dino Bravo. He lasted in the final three until being eliminated by the one-man gang. Number 18 was the Ultimate Warrior. He was eliminated by Dino Bravo and the one-man gang. Number 19 was the one-man gang. He lasted in the final two until being eliminated by Jim Duggan. Number 20 was Junkyard Dog, and he was eliminated by Ron Bass. There's some more history on the 30th anniversary of the Royal Rumble. Oh, boy. We're continuing on here, guys. Oh, my goodness. Big time stuff about the Rumble here. 1989, WWE superstars changed the Royal Rumble to 30. In 1990 and 91, Hulk Hogan would become the first man in history to win the Royal Rumble back-to-back. But in 1997, 1998, 2001, oh, boy. Before I go any further here, folks, 
Uh, JD, before I go any further, I happen to notice a very particular insect that's made its way into the studio. A very angry insect and has been wanting to vent, spew venom for a while. And I think we ought to take a break from the uh, rumble talk right now because I think we're getting ready to rumble as we speak. Uh, yes, indeed. And, of course, that could be, you know, could mean only one person. Of course, we also know, refer to her as, of course, the Black Widow. She's also, of course, the first lady here of professional wrestling. She's also, of course, part of our many uh, groups here, of course, including the King Classy, the Attitude Duo, the uh, Attitude, the, <laughs> sorry, the NWO Madness Kingdom, of course, part of our shows, of course, including WWUS Wrestling Debate, also GFW Main Event, and WWUS Women's Revolution, also, of course, a big part of our other shows, including Revolution and Wolfpack. <clears throat> She is also, of course, the first 2015 WWUS Hall of Famer. She is the M to the L to the D. I think that's a big time. I, best way I could say that. Yes. She is, of course, the lovely, lovely Miss Michelle Lindod herself, making her way in here from Virginia. Michelle, welcome to number 449 of Revolution. Hello. Hello. Uh, let's see, um, uh, we're just going through a little bit of history here, Michelle, of the Royal Rumble before we get cut loose here on, of course, uh, some big time, some other talk here we're going to do here. I'll go ahead and finish what John's got, and then we'll go ahead and proceed ahead. Uh, 97, 1998, 2001, Stone Cold Steve Austin would break that record by winning the Royal Rumble three times. In 1992 and 2016, the WWE World Heavyweight title was on the line at the Royal Rumble match. 92, the, the, the WWE title was vacated after a match between The Undertaker and Hulk Hogan at Tuesday in Texas in December of 1991. And this and John's typing up a storm. Uh, how you doing, Michelle? Do what? I said, how you doing? All right. But by 1993, the WWE would also announce that the winner of the Royal Rumble match would go on to face the champion at WrestleMania. <laughs> and by that, a few wrestlers would go on to win the title at WrestleMania. 1993 would be Yokozuna, 94 would be Bret Hart. After he and Lex Luger co won the Royal Rumble. Uh, let's see here. Let's see what else here. Uh, oh, excuse me. Sorry. 1996 would be Shawn Michaels. 98 would be Stone Cold. Of course, 2001 would also be Stone Cold again. 2002 would be the trip, uh, preparation, I mean, Triple H. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, 20, uh, 2003 would be Brock Lesnar. 2004 would be Benoit. 2005 would be Batista. 06 would be Rey Mysterio. 07 would be The Undertaker. 8 would be <clears throat> Monty. 9 would be Michelle. 10 would be Gerard. 11 would be JD. 12 would be Ann. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> <laughs> uh, 2012 would be Sheamus. 2013 would be John Cena. 2017. Would be and this is this is something Michelle will be very will put a big smile on her face. 2017 would be Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, 
And number one entry, Shawn Michaels and Chris Benoit both won the Royal Rumble. Michaels won the Rumble number one in 95, and Benoit would win the Rumble in uh, two, 2004. Uh, yeah, it was John, anything, anything more? I know there's a whole lot of, a whole, a lot about the Rumble here. Is there any more here you plan to give us? In the number two entry, Vincent Mann won the Royal Rumble in 99, and Ryan Mysterio would win the Royal Rumble in 06. And Michelle would bend JD over and go, pop, 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 pop. Hey! Uh-uh. And, 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 and John said that he is actually going to say, that's all he's going to say here tonight. And he wants to hear Michelle talk. Okay. Oh, well, bless your little pee-picking heart, John. <laughs> I think we've been waiting for this. Okay. Well, let, me do, let me do the thing first. Hold on. Come on. You know the drill, J.D. Uh, J- John, thank you very much. Your oh, Ann says that she will not be staying around, Chad. But she told me to tell you that she's already crashing out for the evening. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, there, there, JD, for that. I do appreciate that. Uh, let's take care of this one more time. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode number four hundred and forty nine of WWS Revolution for uh, let's see, I'll get the date here in a minute. Yes, Wednesday, January twenty fourth, two thousand and eighteen. Uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here, along now with the Ice Master <laughs> Deep Mode, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. And also the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie and the Human Suplex Machine John Gross. Uh, of course, everyone knows interested to talk about SmackDown. Uh, uh, John actually said he didn't really have a whole lot to say about SmackDown. He said that this wasn't that good, his opinion. So, and you know what? I do have to segue for just a minute. In the meantime, I'm going to let MLD cut loose a big old whopping widow's web. Yes, itching to talk about some stuff here. So, uh, Michelle, I'm going to give you the floor. I'll do it step away. I will return here in just a couple months, my dear. Please go ahead and take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, I will return momentarily. Okay. Um... Well, let's see, I mean, Monday Night Show was okay. I thought that it could have been a lot better. Um, it, it was nice to see, you know, the likes of The Godfather, Mark Henry, you know, every single one of them that returned, Stone Cold, uh, you know, DX reuniting, everything. It, it was good, but there was just, I don't know, something that came from a finger on, there was a lot that was missing. I hear there was a lot of people that weren't even invited and on and on, and I'm just I'm a little pissed off about that because it's like, you know, they put their time and, and heart and soul on, on the line for it too, so why the hell didn't they get an invite? I don't understand that. Um, uh, it was really good to see the boogeyman. I swear to God, I don't think that man has changed in like 20-some fucking years. I really don't think he's changed. Um no. I swear, I think he lives in like a you know youth machine because he really looks like he didn't. He looks like he hasn't changed at all. Uh-uh. Um, 
No, I mean, you know, and like Randy Orton, they wouldn't they wouldn't let Randy Orton come, and that pissed me off. Um, but overall, I mean, the show was okay. I know that the fans were totally pissed, and they wanted refunds, and um, yeah, I mean, they just basically were not happy with the Undertaker. Um, I don't know what was up with him, but he was having a hard time. Um. Uh, not, not, what he said makes sense, yes. Um, wait, what? Um, what he, what he said makes sense. But uh, he seemed so not there, 100%. And, you know, I mean, you know, some of these are not spring chickens anymore, you know, that, that were there Monday night. So you can't really expect too much out of them. That's just my opinion. Um, like I said, it was good. You know, of course, he had to open it with Stone Cold, which I've never been a big fan of his. But I do find him entertaining. Um, and uh, he... <clears throat> he, you know, he always made it entertaining. He was, you know, great and all this stuff. Okay, so here's the things that I'm pissed off about. There was not one fucking picture of Dusty Rhodes. There was not one picture of Roddy Piper. There was not one mention of their name. Um, there was no Chris Benoit. Uh, I saw one, maybe one picture of Eddie Guerrero, I think, in the yeah. in the little picture thing. Yep. Um. Let's see. Um, I was very upset that Edge wasn't there. I was I was looking forward to seeing him, but Christian was there, so that was good. Y2J was funny as shit. Yep, for the um, lies. As always. Um, yes. And uh, let's see. Oh, of course, it was great CDX. Badass Billy Gunn. Yes, yes, yes. Yes and yes. Um. I'm trying to remember what else. Oh, the highlight of the night, The Miz. That's right, J.D., The Miz. Yeah, he had to have his boyfriend help him. He did not have nobody help him. Oh, come on, Michelle. I mean, Roman, he can't do it by himself all the time. I mean, come on. I mean, yes, I understand the referee tossed him to the back. They were only heading to the back, and then he decided to cheat by unscrewing the bottom rope, and the ref didn't catch him. That's understandable, but of course he has to resort to cheating. Come on. I mean, you're right. You're cheating if you don't get caught, but come on. If it's a fluke victory, they could have saved it till next week. Okay, that's your opinion. But my opinion in the fact of the matter is that he's eight-time, eight eight-time IC champion. Yes. You can't, he brings uh, a lot of stamina, charisma, everything to that belt that it needs. Roman Reigns did not. I agree. I'll agree with that. Yes, you and I will agree to so, that. I will. You, know, you, you need a fighting champion also, mm-hmm. and you need someone that has that it factor, and that's him. I'm yep. sorry. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, you're entitled to your opinion. I get it. Mm-hmm. But the Miz brings to that title what the hell it needs to be brought to. Yep. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let me ask you about the, the the big story. Obviously, the biggest elephant in the room, and I know you're going to go on a fit about this one. What's your take on this whole Enzo thing? I'm getting to that, JD. Sorry. Um. But anyways, overall, Raw was you know, <clears throat> it was okay. Um, 
nothing really, you know, to brag about, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, it was good to see the a lot of the old superstars back and, you know, the APA and their door and all that stuff. That was great. Um, but, yeah, it, I mean, it was an okay show. Like I said, I think that they could have brought more to it, but they didn't. I don't know why. I don't know if people ever got their refunds or not. Probably not would be my guess, but... Yeah, they anyway, said that the, the, some people in Manhattan, they said that JR, the king and uh, JR fell asleep during the show. There was some talk about that. Yeah, I saw that too. And, um, yeah. Fell asleep, uh, JB? Yeah. 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 JR and King. Uh, oh, God. They fell asleep? Some people said they did, yeah, because and they said the fans also were upset because they kept showing shots of the Barclays Center. Yeah, they, they were doing the split. They yeah. should never did that. They yeah. should never did that. I yeah. understand, okay, the first Raw in 93 was posted in Manhattan Center, but they should never split like that. Yep. They didn't bring nobody there. The Undertaker and then the DX. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they ain't yeah. bring nobody special. Right. But, but, yeah. I know what you're saying. But I don't know. I know what you're saying. And, Michelle, by the way, real quick, before you continue on, I was doing the news earlier, and there was reports. Your man and our guy, Mr. Rood, said he would like to face John Cena at WrestleMania for the U.S. title. He told that in, said that in an interview. Oh, recently. hell no. No, no. Please spare me. Please don't make me have to watch that match. Okay. Please don't make that match happen. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but go on, Michelle. Uh, no. Okay, um, anyways, so Raw was okay. SmackDown, I have to agree with John, was very boring, very plain, very, um, I don't know what the fuck to call it. Um, yeah, just boring. Yes. Um, so the whole shit of Enzo. <laughs> Trump, yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm start so, with that. I'm not a fan of Enzo. Never have been, really. Um, I think he's a stupid idiot. Yes, I'm quoting <laughs> Jericho. Yes, um, yes. But I do really honestly think that this time he has got himself up Shit's Creek without a paddle. And yep. he screwed. And he lost his job because of it. And yep. this is something that he knew that they were po- they were investigating him, and they didn't tell. He didn't tell nobody that. So no wonder you lost your job, your job right there, dumbass. Apparently, and then also he's been like on the back burner for a lot of other shit that he's been doing. So you know, one, two, three, you're out of here. Get get your shit and get the fuck out and don't come back. Basically, you, is, you know that's Vince's motto. Once you're gone, you're gone. There's no coming back. Um, you're gone. You're fired. I, I, you know, I watched a video of this chick that is accusing Enzo, and, like, she's a fucking crack whore. I, I'm like, I can, I can see, see why they were attracted to each other, because, like, one's just as dumb as the other, honestly. Yeah, and yeah. The, the shit that she is saying, and, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. She, uh, she better have her ducks in a row, because it's obvious that she's just money hungry, and she wants his money. Cool, great. Take his money, but guess what? At the end of the day, he still doesn't have a fucking job. So I don't care. I don't want to get you rat ass. What do you do to the dumb little son of a bitch? Honestly, in my opinion, I really don't. Um, 
I, I, I give Enzo credit. Enzo, in the beginning of the draft to WWE, was great. You know, he was great on the mic. He hyped the crowd, blah, blah. Now, he's, I'd say the last, ever since he went to the Cruiserweight, no, uh-uh. He's shit. He's basically shit. And he made that Cruiserweight division shit to a lot of people in a lot of people's eyes. And, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who's going to be the new champion now, but I swear to you, I swear to you, if it's Cedric Alexander, I'm going to kiss. Um, we obviously know it's not going to be Rich Swan, because he's gone too. Um, I think it should be someone like Jack Aller. I, I think he's really good. Um, Tony Nese, even give it to him. I think he's really good. Um, Drew Gulak, I think is really good too. Brian Kendrick. There's so much. There, there's a lot of talent there, but they kept sticking around the same one. Now maybe Neville will come back. If so, that's who you need to give back your the cruiserweight title to because he there again brought stamina and everything to that belt, which a lot of them have not. Um, Talk about cruiserweight. Let me ask you this, Michelle. They said on 205 last night. However, they're going to address the cruiserweight thing next week and also bring in a new GM. Who do you bring in? A, a, a general manager for Raw? Uh, for Bill Yes, five. correct. Michelle is ass. As you said, you, Michelle. Why the even... hell do you need a general manager for 205 Live? I don't know. Ask the um, WWE. Okay, so, yeah, bring in some dumbass that hopefully knows what the hell they're doing. Um,. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly don't know who, who you would put in that position. I've heard, I've heard scuttlebutt anywhere between Kidman and Dean Malenko. Possibly. Oh, now, yeah, okay, those are two great choices. I would go along with either one of those. Yeah, sure. I, I think they're both great. Um, yeah, get this. So, um, there's been word that Alberto Del Rio has been talking to Vince McMahon about coming back to WWE. Yes, I said that last week. I'm going to tell you right now, if that happens, oh, y'all better watch out. Because hmm. you, you, you think some of these uh, rants I've had are real bad? Mm-mm. Ain't going to be nothing compared to what I'm going to be spitting out of my mouth if they bring that dumb son of a bitch back. <laughs> yeah, I, I reported that last week, Howard. Speaking of Impact, what's been your take of so far what's been going on with Impact, especially with the whole thing that happened last week with Austin Aries, and I think it was, I forget oh. who, and then Ellsworth showed up, supposedly, it's an independent show, whatever it was. Yeah, okay, so I'm guilty, because um, I have not watched last week's show yet. Um, oh, okay. Yes, I know. It, it's uh, fucking insanity on my part, but... Um, we know you're busy. I did see... Okay, I have nothing against Austin Aries. I happen to be a fan of his. But let me tell you something. You don't just walk in the fucking door and get handed a belt and a title run. You just don't. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, he took Eli Drake's belt, correct? Is that what he took? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then he he challenged Matt Seidel or something like that, Evan Bourne. Yeah, okay, that's bullshit. Because Matt Seidel has been wanting his title run and chance for weeks now, and they won't give it to him. But yet, you'll give him a, a shot at the um, <coughs> what's it called? X-Division title. Yep. I mean, come on. Don't insult him. 
That's insulting him. But, you know, you won't give him a shot at it. And then Austin Aries walks right on in the door. And, no. I mean, that's just as bad as Alberto Del Rio coming back. And he walks in and gets his shit back, too. It's the same thing. It's nothing against Aries. I swear to you it's nothing against Aries. But, damn it, I'm going to tell you right now, Eli Drake has made a phenomenal freaking champion on uh, uh, Impact. I cannot talk all of a sudden. Shit. Um, okay. <laughs> he, he's, he's made a great champion of that show. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, Eli Drake is the Miz of TNA and Global Force. Yeah. That's exactly who the hell he is. Like, that's how much potential and talent he has. And they're finally recognizing it. And now a veteran walks in the door, and boom, here you go. You can have my belt. No, I don't think I, – I don't I, – it just doesn't go that way for me. It really doesn't. I, I don't like it. And, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that are not TNA Global Force fans, whatever. I'm sorry. I am. I have been since day one. I absolutely love the show. Um, I don't love all the talent on there, but I love most of them. Um and there's most of them that I'd like to, you know, deport back to New Mexico, primarily huh. Alberto Del Rio. Um, <laughs> I want him gone. I want him out of there. I want that damn belt back around Eli Drake's waist. Uh, it's nothing against Aries. Uh, and Austin Aries, that is the the one place he does not need to be. Austin Aries should have went back with a blah, 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 blah. should have went back to Ring of Honor. Yeah. Now, why Why do you want to come to to TNA Global Force? Why? He really should have went to Ring of Honor, but whatever, teach their own. I don't know. But like I said, um, by the end of this month, I want to see that title back around Eli Drake's waist, or I'm going to be pissed, and I'm going to have a nasty bitch fit for TNA Global Force for next week, and it ain't going to be pretty. Speaking of impact, let me ask you this. I know we're just a few days away, however. We've heard the names like EC3 and Lashley and them. Do they show up on Sunday at the Rumble, in your opinion? Um, if they do, I hope somebody kidnaps EC3. <laughs> yeah. And then he doesn't make it out to the ring. Um, Bobby Lashley, yes. Uh, I think he deserves the right to be there. Not that EC3 doesn't. Um, I just don't think he's ready for the big leagues right now. I really don't. I just don't. Um, I know he's been around for a while and all that. So what? Still, I don't think he's ready for the big leagues. Um, will they yeah. show up? I'm I'm going to say no. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Well, great, great, uh, great thoughts and big time discussions here. Big time here tonight, here, folks. Um, John wanted to add one more quick thing to his talk about the rumble here before I. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, he just has two more things he wanted to add. Says in 1989, Hulk Hogan eliminated 10 men. This record was broken in 01 when Kane eliminated 11 men. The Kane's record would be broken in 2014 by Roman Reigns, as Roman Reigns eliminated 12 men. In 1989, the Warlord held the record for two seconds until 2009 when Santino Morello was eliminated by only in only one second. And Johnson yeah. all his history and birthdays. Here for tonight. So, oh, everybody, can I just ask a question to y'all? Like the with with the boogeyman and, and the whole worms and shit. Does he? Do you think he really eats those things? I'm coming to catch. I 
I hope not. Dear God, if not. Like, oh. it really seemed to me that he was eating them. And I was, like, ready to grab a bucket and puke. Yeah, me That's, too. I was the same way. Yeah, I, I saw a clip of that, too. And um, all i got to say is... I did read something on Laws of Pain about Enzo, apparently. And I talked about this last night. And I'll mention it again in case you didn't hear. This is what they're saying. WWE officials were reportedly unaware of the rape allegations against Enzo till Monday when members of the media reached out to him for comments once the allegations went viral on Twitter, according to PW Insider. As noted, WWE had planned for Enzo to face Goldust on the Raw 25 special, which would have set up the return of the Dudley Boys for a show with Enzo and the Zoe Train. The match was there in the third hour. However, they approached Enzo backstage and asked him about the allegations once they learned of him. He denied the allegations were true, but he did acknowledge that he knew about the investigation that Phoenix Police launched back in October after meeting the accuser at a local hospital just days after the so-called alleged rape happened at the Clarendon Hotel and Spa back on October 19. WWE, of course, then suspended him and sent him away from the Barclays Center over the fact that he was unaware of the criminal investigation but failed to notify him. The company was then angry with Enzo for knowingly putting him in a bad position, which forced him to respond to media inquiries over rape allegations by our current champion on what was one of the biggest TV days in company history. They then had to rewrite the segment, however, and got done with rewriting the segment an hour before showtime, however. Regarding their decision to fire Enzo yesterday, <clears throat> it was not because of an internal belief that Enzo is guilty, but over the fact that he failed to notify officials that he was being investigated. It is also noted that this was the last straw for him after several incidents that brought him heat over the past year or so. So Enzo was one of the least like, if not one of the most talents in the locker room. <laughs> after the allegations came out, there were just too many problems with him over the past year, and the decision was then made to release him. I got it. So he's not the certified G now, he's the certified D, certified dick now. D is not douchebag for me. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yes. Float your butt, float yeah. your fucking boat. He's a dumbass. Yeah. He, right. Well, yeah, all three, all three of those, all three of those D's, all rolled into one. There you go. Yep. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, so, yeah, folks, there you have it, right? Thanks for big time talk here with me. Uh, right. Thank you very much, everyone here. Uh, JD, Bonzi, Michelle, thank you very much, there, folks. Uh, uh, well, I'm very careful myself about that. We got about thirty minutes to kill. Uh, let us say, just for the fun of it tonight, we, uh, I think, do something I think Michelle kind of gets a, gets a kick out of. Uh, oh, uh, uh, uh That is going to see Kevin Nash at a strip bar. No, it's picking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, Wrestling Jeopardy is what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's another thing Michelle likes. Uh, <laughs> By the way, Michelle, they also announced, and I mentioned on the news tonight, Howard, and I'll tell you real quick, Howard, two things. One, they said the XFL might be coming back in 2020. And two, they said that next year they're going to have the Rus- that Royal Rumble in Phoenix at the Arizona Diamondbacks baseball stadium. They're going to do four days of uh, shows in Phoenix. <laughs> Interesting. So, plus, Stephanie's going to play a role in the Women's Royal Rumble Sunday, they're talking about her maybe putting her on the uh, commentary team. And I've also heard an early scuttlebutt rumor that there is talk maybe Pete Dunne could be showing up this Sunday. Oh, shit. And there's, a lot of them are screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> my son absolutely loved Pete Dunne. Oh, that match with him and Bate last year in Chicago was incredible. It really oh, it was. was fantastic. And I, I'll tell you, and, and, I and I'll tell you right now, I'm, I've said this the last few weeks, and Chad can attest to this, and I've tested it on all the shows. I'm seeing it here and now when I make my prediction, and I'm going to say it uh, Friday when I make my prediction, Johnny Gargano will get his Rocky Balboa moment on Saturday night. I think you I'll, damn right. Sin almost is in for a rude awakening. I think Gargano's going to pull the shocker of a lifetime and beat almost for that title on Saturday. I really Good, do. I hope so. I'm so with you 100 percent on that. Yep, I think it's his time. He had that great match with the Velveteen Dream tonight, Howard, and I thank Howard that just served as a wake-up call for Sin Almas. I mean, I watched Sin Almas a few months ago. He's had a nice one, but I think Gargano wins the title here, and I'm telling you here and now another one, and you can quote me this, guys. It will be Johnny Gargano, and if Drew McIntyre gets back in by WrestleMania time in New Orleans in April, that is your match for a takeover in New Orleans. Gargano and McIntyre. I am waiting to see that happen. It will be a match of... See, that's that's it. That'll be a great match there to watch. And if that happens, have a baby. <laughs> hey, wait, one more thing. You know who would be the perfect cruiserweight champion? Goldust. Either that, yeah, he could be the GM. I, I said that perfectly. Yeah, exactly. I agree. He would be perfect. Two hundred five GM. Yeah. No, no. I want him to be the champion. Oh, the cruiserweight. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Stop shitting on my Rose family. It's pissing me off. Yeah. Honestly, it really is pissing me off. <laughs> hey, anything is as I say, anything can happen in the WWE. So, of course, remember for a while. Remember in the WCW's version of the Cruiserweight title. Remember Disco Inferno even was it before? So, oh yeah. Jesus, Disco Inferno. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Uh, just kind of. Uh, um, how about, uh, as I said before, how about a little wrestling jeopardy? Yes. I haven't been on, so yes, let's do it. I'm down. Okay, okay. Uh, the, the lady has spoken. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Like this, one, two, three, four, and 500 here, for, uh, folks. Uh, J.D., you, you set to go here, bud? I'm all ready to go. Uh, yeah, I already know I already know Michelle is. Fonzie, you ready to go, bud? I'm ready to go, buddy. And John, are you, are you ready to go, bud, or, or, or are you put the beefaroni in the microwave again? Uh, no, John, we said, are you ready? <laughs> are you ready? Did, and are, did y'all see how sexy Billy Gunn was? Uh, I knew Michelle was also going to mention it, too. Michelle, how did it feel seeing Billy Gunn on WWE TV for the first time in a while? Holy shit, it was an epic fucking moment for me. Oh, my God, I had my little hot girl moment. My epic moment was when the club in DX did the two sweet symbols. Yes, I was geeking. Beautiful. It was awesome. Beautiful. I geeked out like crazy. I thought it was awesome. Said, this is a well, moment you were going to love. I saw that picture on chat. Y'all put on that panel chat box yesterday. Yep. I called it the NWDX Club. Yes, go. the Click. <laughs> the Click Fowler Club. I'm going to stick your chocolate in the... Uh, the Godfather. Oh. Yeah, with his so-called wife. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely love The Godfather. It was good to see him. Like I said, it was a party. It was definitely New Year's Day. New Year's Eve, I guess. Ooh, train. Yes. Okay. And by the way, Michelle, there's somebody else here who's also missed you as well. Let me bring him in for just a second. Uh, 
Michelle, if you read my sweet, like my sweet sad thighs, it's easy. <laughs> Not in public, baby. Yeah. Yeah, but M- M- Michelle is trying to fruit my lawn. <laughs> or is it Okay. The categories okay. here, guys. Yeah. They didn't even they didn't even mention uh Roddy Piper or Dusty Monday night. No, no that's wrong. Big big not not even uh, Mr. Perfect either. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, well, listen. he was in some of the pictures. Right, but listen, listen, listen. I, as I said all along, I'm going to sum it up right here. While Raw 25 was good, there was a lot of gaps left open. Okay? Yes. There was a lot of gaps left open. And let me tell you what the biggest one was, in my own personal opinion. Two words. Hulk Hogan. Yep, exactly. Enough yeah. said. Enough said. Yep. Enough said. That's all. That's all I say. Because I mean, like, I mean, the thing is, without him, you know, I mean, you wouldn't be talking about talking. Yeah. You wouldn't be talking about WWE in general today. Yep. So, I mean, how about the Rock? How about the Rock? Well, the Rock was rock? probably doing. Do you think movie. I want to see the Rock? No, thank you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he was probably going to do another movie and all that. Uh, um, the sequel to another the movie rock. that was like three years ago and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the one I also wanted to see, I wanted to see Nash, but of course Nash was recovered from mm. from knee surgery. So did I, Chad. So did and Brad Hart would have been nice Batista. too. Batista would have been nice, yeah. Batista yeah. would have showed up, yeah. Yes. Yes, but uh but but you know you know, um uh, one 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 name that also would have been great too. And I remember I talked about this briefly, JD, on outside the ropes earlier. Uh, and of course, one of those that we sadly got are, are, are that we have lost, Eddie Guerrero. Yes. Yes. They did not didn't say anything about that either. Well, no, they didn't say anything, but they did show one picture of him in China. That's it. That's bullshit to me. Yeah. But also that's the it. one that I did like. Oh, okay. Two things, and then we'll go and do this Jeopardy thing here, because I'm going to do this before we end the show. Um, two things. First off, talking about the, y'all, y'all mentioned DX a little while ago. I am very happy. I saw this clip. I am very glad, and I am very happy to, to hear that they did reference not only, of course, Rick Rude, but they also gave a good China. word out to China. It's about blame yeah, time. China. It's about yeah. blame time. Because the thing about it, without China, you wouldn't have DX in the first place either. I don't care what That's anybody right. else said. Triple H and Shawn Michaels, yes, they may have started the thing. But China was there too. Rick Rude was yeah. there too. And there, China, China was there. the backbone of DX. I don't. That's just that's literally. I mean, literally. I mean, she was. Yeah. So absolutely. But she was dynamite. And like I said, Hall of Fame needs to be. Enough said. Yeah. There you go. And also, and and the other thing I mentioned too, I mentioned about Eddie Guerrero, that Vicky Guerrero was interviewed actually just I think just uh, I think what did I say yesterday? JD, I mentioned this on Outside the Ropes tonight. And the story was done yesterday on Four Eleven Mania that uh, <clears throat> that there may be a possibility. And Michelle, I don't know how you feel about this. There may be somewhere down the road a possibility that Vicky Guerrero may return to the WWE. Yes, I'd love to her for her to return. So I mean, uh, and she actually owes a lot of what she did to Eddie. 
obviously. So, I mean, of course, yeah. because... And, and of course, actually, believe it or not, she does have a best friend in WWE. Believe it or not, it is Tamina. Mm-hmm. I believe it or not, they are very, very close friends and talk to each other all the time. So they said that she has not ruled out at all the possibility of a of a return. So she has nothing else that she, she could be done. I mean, she's studying to, I think, like it's something like around uh, med- the medical profession, J.D., I think yeah. I said, medical degree or something like that, I think. But still, she would not rule out the possibility of a WWE return at all. So there you go. But uh, I wouldn't mind. I personally, as much as I didn't, like, to some degree I liked her, but some, the, the, the last last degree I didn't. I had respect for her for the very last night she was on when they played 80s music for her, which I thought that was appropriate. They should have been doing that all along, but that was her call to make. But, I mean, still... I would love to talk to see her go around her one more time, and where they would put her, I don't know. But it would be great to see her maybe one more, maybe to do one more go around. But she said she wouldn't mind doing it one more time. So there you go. All right, let's get these, let's get these categories right here, guys. We've done these before, but we'll do one more time. Um, Ed Leslie Gimmicks, Tag Teams, Halloween Havoc, Andre the Giant, and Men and Their Women. <laughs> One, two, three, four, and five hundred are the amounts. Uh, Michelle, my dear, you may start off first. <coughs> um, <coughs> damn. Uh, men and their women, five hundred. Men and their women for five. Okay. <laughs> Michelle, she is a three-time Divas champion who, shortly after marrying CM Punk, retired in 2015. A.J. Lee. Absolutely right, A.J. Lee. J.D., you're up next. I'm going to take Halloween Havoc for 500. Halloween Havoc for 500. J.D., this wrestler was in the main event of the last three Halloween Havocs, though he wasn't the champion at the last one in 2000. Who was Sting? That's your final answer? Yes. It was Goldberg. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right, Fonzie, you're up next, my man. Oh, jeez. This is for Fonzie. Don't worry about it. Men and women for four. Men and their women for four, okay. Okay, Fonzie. In the early years of her career with the WWF, Terry Runnels managed her then-real-life husband, Dustin Runnels, who was known as Goldust, but she went by this name. I always get a hard question. Stink. Take your time. I just saw Tori Reynolds was just there last night. Not last night, Monday night. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. It was Marlena. Oh, God. Are you serious? Yep. Yep. And you know what, guys? This is, and this is not an actual title match. If y'all ever need to look it up, I'm going to start relaxing that a bit. Yeah. I think it's so that way y'all have an idea in this case about using these questions again later on. John, uh, you're up next. Rick Wash. Okay, Rick Wash. And John, choose quickly or Michelle will break out her whip. <laughs> 
Official call coming to Ashton's house and he'll be jackknifed. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, Kevin Nash can't do much of that right now. No. Uh, John, Andre the Giant has all five clues. One, two, three, four, and five hundred. Whoa! This is just breaking in. Holy cow. What? Well, remember the whole thing that happened earlier today, however, with the whole uh, incident in general, what happened with the gymnast of the, the guy Larry Nash or whatever it was? Well, apparently now Michigan State's president has resigned. Oh. Res- yeah, resigned as of tonight. Oh, okay. She announced her resignation earlier tonight, and she said the following just a short time ago. The last year and a half has been very difficult for the victims of Larry Nassar, for the university community, and for me personally. To the survivors, I can never say enough that I am so sorry that a trusted, renowned physician was really such an evil, evil person who inflicted such harm under the guise of medical treatment. As tragedies are politicized, politicized, blame is inevitable. As president, it is only natural that I am the focus of this anger. Throughout my career, I've worked very hard to put Team MSU first. I have tried to not make it about me. Tonight, therefore, I am tendering my resignation as president. Oh, my goodness. Uh, there you go. Thank you there, J.D. Uh, John, here is your question. Andre, uh, here it is. Gorilla Monsoon also stated that Andre had never been defeated for 15 years by pinfall or submission prior to WrestleMania III. Andre had lost in matches outside of the WWF. He also had 60-minute time limit draws with the two other major world champions of the day. Name one of the other two. And John is saying one of his answers is Hulk Hogan. Let's see here. Uh, Actually, John, the answer we would have taken is either Nick Bockwinkle or Harley Race. I would have guessed Hulk Hogan myself even. That was a tough one because I would have thought Hogan would have been up there. Yep. Michelle, before we go back to you, my dear, this is something you've been doing. Uh, this coming Friday night on Revolution, Michelle, we will be announcing the 2018 WWUS Hall of Fame inductees. And I, I'm not going to say we're not going to say anything about the whole list until Friday. But MLD, I will definitely be listening to this one very carefully because that's just because I think you will have a very keen interest in it. So, yeah, okay. I'm not going to say anything else for the matter, folks. Guys, y'all know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yep, sir. Okay, all right. Michelle, uh, you're up next, my dear. Um, I'll do men and their women for whatever the next one is. All right, one, two, or 300. Oh, 300. Okay, sorry. 300, okay. Uh, all right, Michelle, before getting into the wrestling industry, she won the 1991 Miss Black America pageant, but wrestling fans will always remember her as his queen. Oh, Carmella, uh, Char- Charmella, Charmella. How do you say her name? I'll take it. It's Queen Charmel. Yeah, there you go. Charmel. Have... It was something like that. And of course, she was the she is the wife of who? Booker T. There you go. Uh, 
Your five-time world heavyweight champion. Yes. <laughs> the champion. You're giving a hard time. <laughs> I am going to go with next, however, for my predict, uh, Andre the Giant for 300. Uh, that's the one John just did. Oh, he did. Okay. You know, I'm going to try Andre the Giant for four. Okay, Andre the Giant, 400, okay? All right, J.D., this is a long one. Listen very carefully. Contrary to popular belief, WrestleMania three was not the first time that Hogan had successfully body-slammed Andre in a WWF match. A then-heel Hogan slammed a then-face Andre following their match at the showdown at this stadium on August 9, 1980, and in a match in Hamburg, Pennsylvania a month later. Yep, it's the Hamburg Fieldhouse, and I know it, too, because... I just watched some of it. I've been watching old footage of it, too. What was our Shea Stadium in August of 1980? That was it, Shea Stadium. That was the biggest crowd they ever had. That was 37,000 people there. They had a lot of names that night. Uh, Larry Sabisco and Bruno was the main event. That was the match of the year. Oh, Steel Cage. Fonzie, my man, you're up next. Okay. What's the category? Okay, um, Ed Leslie gimmicks tag team and Halloween Havoc. Uh, for which one? Tag team for five hundred. Tag team for five hundred. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, All right uh, Fonzie. When Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart became a team in 1985, instead of wearing what became the famous pink and black colors, they wore these. Can I get a hint? Well, one of the colors that I just mentioned that they became well-known for, was they wore it before, but the second one was a different color. And the second color, we'll say, John, uh, Fonzie, think of the sky. Blue? And the other color is? Pink. Well, that's what I mentioned before, but I'll give you half of that, Fonzie, because blue is correct. The other color was black. Black and blue is what they wore before. Oh, my God. Pink and black. You still got credit for one of them, though, so that was good. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, as I said before, I I did mention one of the colors in in the clue is what I'm, yeah. Uh, John, you're up next. And also, of course, if you ever see the a match, uh, I forget what year it was. It was on Raw of uh, of Dustin doing du- of Gold Dust, but he was dressed up just like his dad. Yeah. Oh my. The the match against it was a match against Bradshaw, and he was doing the blackjack thing. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And don't you know who I am? I'm in Mega Dream. Let's go. <laughs> it would have been funny. I'll say he could have done Al Snow. What does everybody want? <laughs> but also, the funny the funny thing was was that they said that someone with the WWF before that match happened called Dusty Rhodes and said Dusty Rhodes got a real good laugh out of it. Yeah, I do uh, recall <laughs> that. Yes, I do recall that. Yep. Uh, uh, 
John was tag teams for 400, and here it is, John. John, WWE World Tag Team Champion seven times. This team was involved with the creation of the Tables, Ladders, and Chairs match. Some would say they totally reeked of awesomeness. <laughs> I think you know me. I think you know me. I think you know me. Where's the, where's the kazoo when you need it? JD has stuff in front of Tourette's. Michelle, before we go completely out of our minds, uh, next question, please. You are next. <clears throat> oh, did John answer? Yes, he said Agent Christian. He, he got oh, okay. <clears throat> Um, I must have spaced out there for a minute. Um, I'll do men and their women 200. Men and their women for 200, okay. All right, uh, <clears throat> all right, Michelle. Uh, she managed the Body Donnas to the tag team titles at WrestleMania 12. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, her, whatever her name is. I don't know. Like, I don't know who she is. Uh, think, think of a bright day, Michelle. Sunny, that slut. Uh, yeah, I just said Sunny the slut. No. <laughs> you got Sorry. it. I still don't know why she's even in the WWE Hall of Fame. She did not deserve it. No. Probably sell the ring after she went through all that mess. Terrible. All right, JD, you're up next. I am going to take Ed Leslie gimmicks for 300. Ed Leslie gimmicks for how much? 300. 300, okay. RJD, in 1994, Ed Leslie subsequently became this character and formed the Three Faces of Fear with Kevin Sullivan. Who is the Zodiac? And that is my final answer. The answer is the Butcher. Butcher, I should have known that. Darn it, I thought it was the Zodiac. And I know Fonzie's watching ball right now. Who's playing? (laughs) Pitt is losing by two points right now. No, no. Ten, like a half a half a minute ago. Now they're trailing by two. Who do they play? Miami? No, North Carolina State. We'll come pass. on. They gotta win this game. They gotta at least win no, one thing. They play freaking Syracuse on Saturday. It's gonna be retro day on Saturday. They gotta win at least yeah. one conference game this year. Jeez. <laughs> okay, Fonzie, you're up next. All right. Uh, let's do. Uh, Andre the Giant. Uh, yes. What's left? One, two, and five. <clears throat> five. I can't wait to let HBO documentary comes on of him later this year. Andre the Giant for five hundred. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Fonzie Andre was teamed with this man in the team known as the Colossal Connection and won the tag team titles from Demolition. How is it a hard question? Never easy. Uh, Do you want to find more answers? Response, you can look it up too if you need to. No, no, no. Oh, wait, wrong game show. (laughs) 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 I don't know. You know, the answer was Haku. Me. 
Haku Ming in WCW. Oh, God. I got to do that. (laughs) John, you're up next. Uh, By the way, uh, oh, Michelle, I forgot. I'm sorry. I actually held on to your whip for you. I need to give that back. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I wouldn't be going to whip JD's butt. Yeah. She might have jacked the John Ferris. She's playing on it. She's playing on it. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You always yeah. use the biz. You better watch yourself, J.D. I know, I know. I, I, <laughs> okay, I said my piece about him. I know, I said my piece about him earlier, so I'm going to let go. <laughs> All right, John. Here's what, here's what you got left, John. Ed Leslie gimmicks 1, 2, 4, and 5. Tag team 1, 2, and 3. Halloween Havoc, one, two, three, and four. <laughs> one and two. Men and their women for one. And Michelle keeps JD's hind end for two. <laughs> <laughs> right. I like that category. You like that <laughs> And sadly, Michelle finds out JD wears pink panties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, right. Uh, uh, you suck. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys? How are you? <laughs> no, I don't duck. I, never mind. I ain't going to go that far. No, no, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm screaming at the TV right now. Oh, That's okay. All. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I got you. No, the way you said it, that was funny. <laughs> Goodbye, Dr. Price. John's going to clear out men and the women for 100. He's going to clean out that Damn category. you, John. Okay, John. Not just his manager for much of his WWF career, she was the wife of the Macho Man Randy Savage from 1992. You idiot. What do you call time out for? Just like just like that video game Mortal Kombat, Michelle's going to declare John to have that fatality. <laughs> 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 okay, John. Hold on, John didn't hear the question. Sorry, John. Not just his manager for much of his WWF career, she was the wife of Randy Savage from '84 to '92. And so if you don't get this one, I'm walking. Yeah. Uh, no, just kidding, John. I'm just kidding. We have to have some fun here. Uh, John's as correct. It is, in fact, Miss Elizabeth. Yes. Hall of Fame bound as well. Yes. I agree. Yes. Big, big. Michelle, men and their women, sadly, are no longer is no longer uh, in use. Uh, Ed Leslie gimmicks one, two, four, and five. Tag team one, two, and three. Halloween Havoc one, two, three, and four. And Andre the Giant one and two. Uh, tag team for three. <laughs> tag team for three. <clears throat> Okay. All right, Michelle. Hawk and Animal were perhaps not the most technical of wrestlers. They showed size and strength. Sometimes was all was all one needed to get the job done as this dominant tag team. What would you call time out, you idiot? Um Louise. <laughs> um The Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, however you know him by. Uh, Road Warriors would be correct. Nice job there, Michelle. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a hilarious uh, segue. Uh, mm-hmm. JD, oh, fuck out of here. 
Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, Fozzy, just uh, just just talk just just talk, but don't make any sound. There you go. No, yeah, yeah. JD, you're up next. All right, I'm gonna take uh, Halloween Havoc for three hundred. You want Halloween Havoc for three? You said. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Halloween Havoc for three. Okay, um, JD. He made his debut against Hulk Hogan at Halloween Havoc 1995. It also involved monster trucks and his fall off the Joe Louis Arena. Who was the big show? Or the giant who had taken that. That's correct. Okay. Bonzi, you're up next. Uh, tag teams for... What's uh, left in the tag teams? Uh, one or two hundred. Give me for 200, please. I team for 200, okay. Fonzie. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. This is going to be funny. These brothers both signed contracts with the WWF in 1998 and were given Michael Hayes as their manager. Sixteen years later, one became broken and the other obsolete. Oh, it's so funny. I will kick your ass if you get this wrong. Well, I'm already going to get it wrong. I don't know who it is. <laughs> um, uh, hold on, hold on. Before before I say anything, uh, Fonzie, let me t- let me let me let me let me mention this. This might kind of help you out a little bit. Uh, let me see how I can say this. Extreme. Uh, the one that was the the one that was known that became broken is now woken. We'll say. Oh no. North Carolina boys. Team Extreme. Carolina boys. They're actually real brothers, North Carolina boys. Uh Team yeah, Extreme. Yeah. Is that Hardly boys? Your Hardy, yes. Hardy. Yes. Yes, Matt and Jeff Hardy. Yes, okay. remember in TNA, Matt was broken and Jeff was obsolete. Uh, just oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just got confused. <laughs> John, you're up next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back in the day, uh, they were they they also were, were referred to as Team Extreme. Oh, so, okay, okay, okay. Right. They were one of the teams that was instrumental in bringing the TLC matchup, along with the Dudleys and Edge and Christian. Yeah. Well, I mean, What's my wrong? next clip is going to be Lita was their manager, and that's a dead giveaway right there. Yeah, I, I should yeah. have said Lita, and, that, and I don't know if that would have helped or not. But, uh, they didn't. Uh, <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> hey, John, what is left is the following. Ed Leslie gimmicks, one, two, four, and five. Tag team for one. Halloween Havoc, one, two, and four, and Andre the Giant, one and two, and JD has no pants for two. <laughs> that's that's disgusting. JD, you lost your pants? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> In a bet, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't strip poker either. Uh, uh, anyway, 
John wants Halloween Havoc for 200. And before I say anything else, that's kind of out of line. I'm going to ask this question. John, here you go. John, Steve Austin defended his television title at WCW Halloween Mm -hmm. Havoc 1991 against him. It went to the time limit draw. Melbourne, UC, Australia. <laughs> John said, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. John, it was actually Dustin Rhodes. If you heal. It was my friend of my loins. Steve Austin. <laughs> John, I hate to do this man, but you got to listen to it, though. It was just a natural, baby. Oh. Stop. I'm get you later, sooner and later, J.D. You better watch it. <laughs> yeah, you better watch it. You're up, you're up next, Michelle. So, is tag teams done for? No, there's, one, there's one left, 100. I'll take it. Okay, Michelle's going to point out the tag team category for 100, and here it is. <laughs> oh, Lord, how mercy. If if anyone got this one wrong, GNWO would kick our tails. <clears throat> hey, yo. When Scott Hall and Kevin Nash went to WCW, they formed the NWO with Hollywood Hogan, but still wrestled as a tag team going by this descriptive name. Also the title of a 1983 American Covenant of coming-of-age drama film directed by Francis Ford Coppola. The Outsiders. Yeah, it was The Outsiders. I saw the movie and I read the book. Very good, Nick. Yeah, both of them. J.D., you're up next. I'm going to take Ed Leslie Gimmicks for 400. For 400? Okay, Ed Leslie Gimmicks for 400. Okay, uh, J.D., Leslie rejoined Sullivan in his new stable, The Dungeon of Doom as this character who only wore black and white face paint and only ever said, yes, no, yes, no. The Zodiac? Yes, you're correct this time. You are, he is the Zodiac. <clears throat> There's your sign. Okay. <laughs> I think you're up next. Um, what's left? Ed Leslie gimmicks one, two, and five. Halloween Havoc one and four. Andre the Giant one and two. Halloween Havoc for four. Halloween Havoc for four. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right, uh, Fonzie. Many call this match from the 1998 Halloween Havoc as one of the worst in wrestling history. One of the worst. Worst, yes. You should have got this one, J.D. J.D. is too busy thinking about getting his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chad, I don't know this one, Chad. Believe it or not, it was the second meeting between Hollywood Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, God. Mm. That Warriors only pay-per-view one. It was Halloween Habit 98. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John, Ed Leslie gimmicks one, one, two, and five. Halloween Havoc one, and Andre the Giant one and two. 
throw the bag at the target and hope JD gets dunked in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Andre the Giant for William two. Elliman. Wow. One more time for the Giant for two. Here you go. Uh, John, Andre displayed symptoms of his gigantism. Oh, man. Is that how you pronounce that? Gigantism? Gigantism, or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's something like that. Well, the show you got yeah. a manly... <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I turned into a freaking dude. That's how you pronounce it, right? Gigantism? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Very early. Reaching a height of 191 centimeters, which was six foot three, and a weight of 94 kilograms, which was 208 pounds, by this age. Oh, he was in Cleveland. Okay. Bonnie Pants. And by the way, I did Wait, see the... Wait, whose question is that? It's John's. Oh, okay. Oh, shit, I was so confused there for a minute. I was just asking to make sure, since you're our resident doctor, you probably have heard of this term. I just want to make sure I was pronouncing it right. Yeah. Because I didn't want tongue-tied, because I get tongue-tied with so many things, since I'm missing two front teeth, so I can't talk very well. And John noted one. The correct answer was he was, get this, guys, Andre the Giant was six foot three and 208 pounds by the time he was 12 years Holy old. Holy shit. Damn. <laughs> yeah, Andre was six foot three and 208 pounds by the time he turned 12. Damn. Okay. That's what I say. Okay. We got five clues left here, guys. Uh, Michelle, I'm going to ask you what we have left is the following. Halloween Havoc and Andre the Giant both have 100 at each, and Ed Leslie gimmicks 1, 2, and 500. It still remains. Uh, I'll do gimmicks for five. Or, okay. Right. I, I, hope you, I hope you recall who this man is. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, anyway, in the final segment, Michelle, of the February 23rd, 1998 edition of Monday Nitro, Leslie returned as the bodyguard of Hollywood Hogan, Known as this. Um, it wasn't known as that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know. The disciple. Oh, the disciple. Okay. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was that was uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, quick question. Yes. Quick question. Because I know uh-huh. my phone's going to cut us off, so I want to ask before it cuts me off. Um, am I? Am I? Or, yeah, let's try that again. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't talk. So, are, are JD and I challenging each other? Are we doing this match? Yeah, the match is still going on, but the thing is, if, if, if we would have started a little bit earlier, then I would have gone ahead and done it, but. Um, but uh, but we didn't get done because because John was still doing the history, of course, when you came on the show, and we still hadn't gotten SmackDown discussion out of the way. So that's why I wanted okay. to do this. Um, just but yeah, yeah, but you are still scheduled to have you are now set to go after the AWA US belt against JD. Yes. And Michelle, I'll answer your question real quick. How are two? If you want to challenge me, and if you want to piece of the champ, however. I'm throwing it out oh, to you. Oh, here we go. Friday oh, no. night. 
whatever. I don't care. If you want to challenge me, I'm willing to challenge you Friday night if you want a piece of me. If you want to quote John Cena, <laughs> to quote Cena best. You, you want to quote what you're asking for, JD. That's okay. You're going to get gonna, it. No, well, I'm going to say right here and now. You want some? Come get some. You wonder why I just handed <laughs> So I'm throwing it out on Friday night if you want it. I'm throwing it to you right now. Um, do you remember who you're talking to? Can yes, I, I know who I'm talking to. And I will be ready for you. And I will be ready for you. If you want to challenge me, I'll be ready for you. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, I'll say this, uh, well, the gauntlets are thrown out. What do you think? Here? Uh, don't cry oh, when you lose, lose JD. Hey, uh, uh, you know what? If I lose, I, I'll, 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 you know what? I'll accept it. I'm not going to cry over it. I, I yeah, lose to a good time. Because you put your mouth in your ear. Yeah, How many times has the champ come through in the past month? I've been you, I've been in John, I've been Ann in a close one. Each time I've gone past you guys by the skin of my teeth and blown you out other times. You're messing with a black widow, baby. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Chad was going to say something. Go ahead, Chad. Y'all made your point. Okay. The question that falls on Michelle. Michelle, you heard what JD said. Do you Do you accept it or not? Um, to put it nicely, I will be there with bells on to whoop his ass. Yes. You're on. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, Friday yeah. night on WWE, the match will finally happen. The AWA US World Heavyweight Championship will be on the line as JD will defend the belt against the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dots. So there you have it. And all I got to say is, Michelle, uh, uh, this hand to Michelle is something that started with a W and ended with a P and... She's going to say what's in between those two letters before she takes she's it and goes. Look, she's going to look, look J.D. back. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, folks. There are four questions left here. Whichever one is the last one, all four folks will get an opportunity to answer that question. Okay? Let me tell you what is left. Ed Leslie gimmicks, one and 200. Halloween Havoc, 100. And Andre the Giant, 100. Michelle, please choose. Please choose a cat. Uh, mm-hmm. And Michelle had to leave, but I hear her phone cut out on her. Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. Well. Well. Uh, well. Let's go ahead here, JD, Fonzie, and John. Uh, y'all finish. We'll finish this out here, and we'll. And like I said, Michelle, I think is probably going to be primed and ready to go on Friday. And JD, you better hope it. God, that you are prepared. I am more than ready. The champ is ready, and he ain't afraid. Okay, okay. I'm not down in that. Okay, I'm just saying, I just hope you are. Okay, JD, Ed Leslie gimmicks one and 200, Halloween Havoc one, and Andre the Giant one. So please go ahead and choose. All right, I'm going to take, however, let's do, uh, uh, what was left again you said? Sorry. Ed Leslie gimmicks one and 200. 200, for, for, 200, 200, 200 Ed Leslie gimmicks. Okay, you want 200 and Ed Leslie gimmicks. Okay, there he is. <clears throat> okay, J.D., for his first three years in WWF, he was Brutus Beefcake, a male stripper, but then earned his most famous nickname after helping Roddy Piper shave Adrian Adonis' hair after a match. <laughs> what is the barber, Brutus Beefcake? Of course, it was the barber. <clears throat> Fonzie, you're up next. Uh... Just give me the last category, whatever's left. Ed Leslie Gimmicks, 100, Halloween Havoc, 100, and Andre the Giant, 100. Halloween Havoc for 100. 
Okay, uh, Fonzie's going to clean out Halloween Havoc. Here it is. Okay, Fonzie, the first Halloween Havoc in 1989 had Ric Flair and Sting versus the Great Buddha and Terry Funk in this type of match. It was inspired by Mad Max film. Ah, remember? Do you remember the Mad Max movies? Nope. Mel Gibson. I know Mel Gibson, but I've never watched his movies. So you're not 100% sure as to what this is? Uh Uh-uh. Okay. It was a Thunderdome match. Thunderdome match? Yeah, the movie that it came from was Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. (laughs) Also, it's very interesting, Tina Turner was in that movie, too. (laughs) Uh, John, Ed Leslie, Gimmicks, or Andre the Giant for 100 is left. John's going to clean out Andre the Giant for 100, and here it is. Okay. John Andre Rene Rusimov was born May 19, 1946, passed away January 27, 1993, was best known as Andre the Giant. He was an actor and wrestler from this country. Uh, John is correct. Is it France? We count on France. We come from France. From France. I'm Hans. I'm Franz. What's the pump? You up. You up. Aww. Not do thing with the hands. You do like aww. Yeah, you should probably see it on the video here. One after it gets this, this gets done. Okay, everybody. The final question is Ed Leslie is in Ed Leslie Gimmicks. Everyone, JD, John, and Fonzie, you have a chance to answer. And just say whoever gets this right, we'll we'll, we'll do it that way, okay? So listen very carefully. Here is the question. Early in his career, Ed Leslie teamed with Terry Bollea as these brothers. I got it. Who is the Boulder Brothers? Bonzi? I'm going to say the same thing what J.D. said. Okay, John? And John also says the same thing. All three will all three gentlemen will win and we're gonna give some credit to Michelle too, even though her phone did cut out on her. The answer was indeed the Boulder Brothers. Indeed. And I did see, however, so you have to tell me Fonzie, the, the NC State Wolfpack did win seventy two sixty eight on pick. Yeah, yeah, it was the last minute shots. Damn it. Yeah. I mean, that, was, that was their best game they played in weeks, mind you. Yeah, bro, they were up by freaking ten. Yep, and they, they, could, and, they can't, and they can and they cannot hold the lead at home, and it's going to be worse because Stallings is not the answer. I told you, Kevin Stallings is not the answer, coach, and they're going to get beat again on Saturday because Syracuse is going to come in and absolutely crucify them. I, I'm rooting for Jamie Dixon TCU right now. They're unbelievable. Oh, they have had a good year in the Big 12, no doubt. But what about Kansas they, they and West Virginia? Beat, they beat freaking West Virginia and West Virginia by 10. 
Yeah, but look, but watch out for Kansas, though. I'm telling you right now, West Virginia yeah, is still a good team. Kansas is a good team, too. I mean, the tournament's six weeks away. I mean, it's six, five, six weeks away still. I mean, if yeah. there's a team right now that could make some loud noise in the tournament, it could be West Virginia this year. And like I said, we'll know uh, what's going to happen in six weeks when the conference tournaments happen. But I think the team to beat still is going to be either Villanova or Kentucky. I still think Villanova has a chance to go win a championship this year. I mean, they are very, very dangerous right now. In my opinion, uh, so you never can count out the boys of Tobacco Road. You got UNC, Duke, NC State, the Triangle. You got that right. Uh, there you go. And we got that too. And that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Anything else you wish to add, sir, before we call it night? No, uh, it was a good good to hear from Michelle again tonight. It was fun. She uh, shared her opinions, and we were very glad to hear her opinion, humble opinions, as always, Howard. And I'm sure tomorrow night uh, some of us will have our thoughts on SmackDown, maybe. But uh, like uh, to, uh, like I said, to, uh, quote uh, Mr. T in Rocky Three. However, I am ready, Howard, and I am ready to dish out pain. No pun intended, Michelle but I am going to hold that down if he kills me come Friday night, and I will be ready for you, because I've been waiting for a while now. The champ is hungry. Ooh, so ladies and gentlemen, of course, big night, big night Friday night on Revolution, as in addition to the 2018 WWS Hall of Fame and Doug D announcement, there will be a trivia championship matchup, the one, of course, that we did uh, arrange from, of course, the big uh, Fatal Five-Way uh, that we were supposed to have last week. Uh, but because Michelle was unable to attend, of course, she was owed this opportunity, and she is going to take it. Uh, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, will defend the AWA U.S. World Heavyweight Championship against the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, Friday night on Revolution. On that note here, folks, for the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the human suplex machine, John Gross, <clears throat> the rattlesnake, and Neil Patel, who was on earlier, the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, and, of course, the heartbreak kid, Fonzie. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening here tonight. That's episode 449 of Revolution. Uh, be sure to join us tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack as we will, of course, have our live video feed from WWF US, the old school tradition. <clears throat> and, of course, more wrestling news and views. And, and Fonzie, have a good time at the Penguin game tomorrow night since it will be 80s night as a game. He's already left us for the night. Oh, okay. uh, Okay, so yeah, so he was, he probably thought I was already hung up, but that's okay. Oh. he's probably ready. he's probably already to go on the bed. Okay. So that's why all right. Uh, John already already left us as well. Uh, he he will see all of us tomorrow. And also, ladies and gentlemen, just another quick note here. Uh, don't forget Friday night, of course, uh, our live video feed from uh, FMWUS um, Under Thy Frontier. And of course, like I said, two big announcements. Of course, in addition to the wrestling news and views and history and birthdays. A trivia championship matchup between the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds for the AWA U.S. World Heavyweight Championship. And, like I said, as we announced earlier in the week here on Raw, on, on Raw Radio, of course, throughout the week here, we will be announcing our 2018 inductees of the class of 2018 of the WWS Hall of Fame. <clears throat> and let's see here, there was uh, something else. I was, oh, yes, oh, yeah, I almost forgot there as well. Also, don't forget here this Sunday here, folks, with the Royal Rumble on the horizon. We'll have, be having our prediction show, of course, for the Royal Rumble 2018. We'll be giving our thoughts and opinions on who will win each match. And who knows, it might be a better two than might end up being made. Uh, so you never know what could be what could be happening here. So we'll keep everyone apprised about 
about that as well. That'll be this Sunday at five o'clock. Of course, a special edition of Revolution uh, <clears throat> uh, coming up here. Of course, Sunday afternoon, like we said on TalkShoe.com. I also have one quick note about the Friday edition of Revolution. One more quick thing I want to say: it will be another milestone as well, as it will be episode number four hundred and fifty of Revolution uh, this Friday night. I forgot to mention that here as well. So, <clears throat> so it will be. This coming Friday night, we'll have a we'll have some big time significance here as well. So, like we said, for the for the uh, uh, Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, the Rattlesnake, and Neil Patel, and the Last Kicker, Anne Marie Rickenbach. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for joining us here tonight for episode 449 of Revolution. We will join you tomorrow night for, of course, our edition of the second installment, NWO Wolfpack. With a lot more to talk about here going in towards the Royal Rumble and so much more, so be sure to join us for that as well. Revolution is a broadcast of the, WCW, of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are two years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Everyone take care of yourselves and each other. See you in the ring, as always, here in the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. And have a terrific evening. Good night, all. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.